On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, we talk about Trek to Yumi. We also continue our adventure through the Berserk game catalog. Call of Duty blames World War II for a poor-selling game. And Square Enix sells off part of its developers and certain titles like Tomb Raider, Dusex, The Legacy of Kane, and more. Why did they do this? Is there more to this than meets the eye? Find out on this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome, everyone, to another week of Third Party Control Podcast, the podcast you come to for all the upcoming video game news and topics. We are back from a week hiatus. Uh, I did my uh, third volume in the the playlist, video game playlist, and uh, everyone liked it. Everyone enjoyed it. And there is one thing I want to say about it. Ever since Beto did his, it inspired me to do album covers. So this third one, I did my own album covered. It's not officially titled The Black Album, but it was The Black Album. But I had so much fun creating it. It's super simple, but I had fun. <laughs> I, I probably will never make a, 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 a soundtrack album or an album in general, but that would be my, my, my album cover. <laughs> but a lot of the stuff I got back from it, besides like love hearing, you know, video game music and like the story behind why it's important to you but then I got a lot of uh where's the Joe playlist volume one and I'm like I don't know let's let's see what what, what you gotta tell everyone Joe doing your own uh, playlist of like video game music yeah like your favorite video game music and then you put the story into why you chose it why you like it and if there's something tied to it oh uh I probably could I I could do that I mean People were asking for it. They're like, but I mean, there's there's definitely like video game music that I've always thought was pretty cool. uh That to me is iconic that I that I enjoy. So, you can even do like stuff that you really like. Like for me, uh, Praying Hands. I've never played that game. I just thought that shit was dope. Uh And then yeah, I remember you you uh, Praying Hands, the Castlevania game. Oh yeah, song? yeah that, that, that's pretty cool. And uh, but I remember you showed us that Robocop th- uh, song from uh, from the Game Boy. That shit was dope. Mm-hmm. That was pretty crazy. Also, the Operation C um, boss fight song from the Game Boy was fucking dope. There you go. I remember, and that one for me, like, I played that. I had bought that as a kid, so I remember hearing that way back then and thinking, well, that's pretty cool. Everyone was asking, a lot of people were asking, where's Joe's? And I'm like, I don't know. He might drop that album soon. It all all depends. (laughs) He's going to drop it. It's on fire. It's fire. Is that what the kids say? He's going to draw his mixtape. Oh, we can call his the mixtape. Joe's mixtape. Anyway, we got a lot to catch up on. So let's get to it, Beto. Hey, so fuck. Hey. Play Madden. Um, I'm kind of getting uh, burned out now. Finally, I mean not finally, but I, I was kind of going through emotions of it. But now I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of like 
I'm bored of it. Does it have to do with because the new one's kind of like a couple months away? Or I just... think I've just been playing it for so long. I'm just like, eh, kind of, whatever. But uh, do I'm you still... usually do you usually around this time start winding down? Uh, maybe yeah. But I got my ass kicked the other day by fucking Dave. He beat the shit out of me. Like my my quarterback is a he's a rookie, so he's uh his um his stats aren't very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that didn't help. But also, I just wasn't playing good. He like I think he beat me like thirty one nothing. He beat the fucking shit out of me. But uh, played that, uh, and then I played a user game, and I was kind of like, yeah, I was playing playing my game today, and I was just like, mm, just like listening to a podcast while uh, some other podcast while I was uh, playing, but I was just like, mm, not really, like going kind of. It was like it felt robotic. Oh, uh, okay. So I just like I was just going through it, playing. Um, that's about it. But I'm not that. But I, just my Madden games. But uh. I got more into Yakuza Zero, and I'm almost done with it. Are you? I was, yeah, I was nice. gonna try to finish it today so I could talk about <laughs> it. But uh, now, I, are you sure? Or sometimes Yakuza, you feel like, oh, I'm at the end, and then they're like, oh, here's the next. No, well, I'm uh, speaking in, in terms of chapters. I'm almost done with it because I'm on chapter 15. I don't oh, know how, okay. how long chapter 16 and 17 are. Sometimes they're like fucking four or five hours long. Uh-huh. But I'm getting close to it in in uh, the chapter uh, chapters. Okay. Uh, but it, it's. It's, I mean, I like the story. It's, 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 it took me a while to get into it because I was kind of like, I burned myself up playing all of those first couple of Yakuza, Yakuza games, mm-hmm. and then getting into this one, I was just like, fuck. I was like, kind of like not really in the mood to play it. Uh, but I finally sat down and started playing it, and like, the story's really good. I like the story. Uh, it's getting, it's getting to that Yakuza six. Uh, even like Yakuza three and four, kind of got, or four and five got like where this. Too many twists and turns, like like uh-huh. plot twists and all that stuff. This is kind of getting there. Uh, I don't know how much more it'll get. I'm pretty sure it'll get fucking pretty crazy and over the top. But uh, for the most part, I'm playing it. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, but I did turn down the difficulty just so I could get through the story because I want to. I just want to get to a. Uh... There's difficulty <laughs> options in there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. So the uh, normal is it's not hard, but it's it's still you can you can still get your ass kicked sometimes. Uh, so I played. Uh, I put it on easy just so I could get through the story because I, I just want to get to seven, mm-hmm. so I can start playing it finally. Um, but uh, it's really easy, like uh, like a little too easy. But I just wanted to get through it mm-hmm. so I can just finish it. And, um, and I mean, like when you get to seven, like a dragon, it's it's such a change up to it formula. You won't feel like it's yeah, you know, the same thing you've been playing. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited to finish that and start playing uh, Yakuza Seven, so I can finish that and then. And then eventually finish uh, Judgment Two or what's it called? Lost Judgment. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, I only did that like first fifteen minutes, and then the camera got me dizzy. So I was like, <laughs> "I'm done right now." Yeah, I played like an hour of it, but I'm, I'm just gonna restart it uh-huh. whenever, if, if if I ever get to it. Uh, but yeah, they just uh, that's all I've been playing really. And I'm trying to finish that up. Uh, hopefully, because that was my my. My plan for the month of April to finish Yakuza Zero, and then finish Persona Five Royal <laughs> in May, maybe. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about that's about it. What about you, Joe Tuffle? Um, not much, man. To be honest, uh, last couple of weeks have just been really with work and everything. I mean, didn't know, and I haven't really been in the mood to do much other than you know my the games that I the my games that I have that I have to play. Um, we're looking forward to trying out the new, uh, what was it called? The one on Game Pass? The Samurai game? Uh, Trek to Yomi? Yeah, I, I was looking forward <laughs> to try that out, but I, yeah. I haven't tried it yet. 
Um, so I definitely wanted to try that out. And there's a couple other like smaller games that I downloaded. I just haven't gotten to yet. But um, yeah, as far as gaming goes, um, I feel like this is like that one. This is kind of like that month, huh? Where we're getting that little that drought where like, yeah. there's not a lot of like. Not to say that there isn't anything releasing, but just nothing like. Nothing Major. that you're interested in. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, there's uh-huh. really not a lot that I want to play right now. Uh-huh. That new, at least. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so, I did watch a pretty good scary movie earlier today that was, I was impressed. It was actually really good, low budget. It's called The The Gin. The Gin? Spelled D-J-I-N-N. It was on Showtime. The, oh, The Gin. I before. I thought you said The, the Gin. gin. Yeah. The I don't know how it's pronounced. It could be the, uh-huh. the gin. It could be the gin. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, watch. Just finished watching it a little while ago, and I was pretty impressed. It was really good. Is it, it Korean? It's short. Eighty. Uh, no, it's it's American. It oh. may be based on a Korean or or. or uh, it sounds like gin. The uh, gin. But yeah. Sounds like. It's um. It was um you know a very short uh-huh. like short pace only like eighty minutes long. Oh, well. um, oh, that's good. Most of the movie is done in like most of the movie is done in like it's just all done in like one house, like one one couple of rooms. So it's like it was definitely low budget, um, but I dug it. It was pretty good. You said it's on Showtime. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I was gonna I, I didn't hear what it was. Uh. I don't think I got Showtime. No, I got that. Yeah, it was on Showtime. Basically, this um, it's. Yeah, it's supernatural type shit, you know, there's this, this, this thing, but, um, and it involves a kid who can't, uh, he's, he's mute, he can't speak, um, uh, but yeah, it's kind of have, like, there's little, there's elements of it that you definitely feel like, oh, that's kind of like, cause, like, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of the children's story, or like one of those, like, like, um, a supernatural, like, children's story that you would tell, and it kind of just does its thing, but, mm-hmm. uh, for what it was, I was, I was pretty... That was impressed. I'm not, I'm not saying it's like you know it's not the fucking next coming or it's not the greatest thing ever, but but you were you know, impressed by it was uh yeah considering for for it being low budget and what yeah. it was and you know not you know really knowing anyone of the cast I was like that's really good cool but yeah it's the best about it for me guys Jesse what's up with you uh, I played a lot of games in the past two weeks uh, I'll get to my Berserk uh, I finished all of Berserk and uh, uh, the manga and it's amazing. And it'll never be finished, but I recommend to read it. So yeah. anyone out there, fucking read it because Berserk is awesome. Beto's been reading yeah. it. That's one of the reasons why I haven't really been playing it because I've just been <laughs> burning through all those fucking issues. It is. It is honestly. I haven't read a lot of manga. Yeah. I haven't watched a lot of anime, and they've done adaptations of Berserk. But I honestly, I think this manga is probably the best written, character developed manga I've ever read. Again, I haven't read a ton. But when I after I finished everything and I checked everything online, like what people said, a lot of people share that Berserk is up there. Yeah, and and it's yeah, a lot it, of people have like the top three and shit. On the outside, it's like it it looks like just like oh, big tough dude in armor, fucking with a giant sword, killing things. It's like yeah, it's that, but there's way more to it, which is crazy. But I'll get to the game because I played the Dreamcast game and I talked about it like a few weeks ago, and and then I was like, you know what, I I'll finish the Dreamcast one later. I really want to play. The PlayStation 4 Muso Berserk game. Oh, it was on PlayStation 4? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and it looks nice. Uh, and I and I think I, I'm already going to answer a question for you, Bethel, that you've always asked me and accused me of. Uh, just because it's a property I like doesn't mean I like the Muso game of it. It's okay. 
Did you it, buy it? Yeah. Well, because oh. if you bought a physical, like the physical copy goes for a hundred something now. Oh shit! So it was on sale for like fourteen bucks, and I was like, yeah, oh, it's way okay. cheaper. Um, it's good. It's 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 basically around the time if you're a Berser- if you read Berserk, it's in the Golden Age arc. Mm-hmm. So you're playing through that, and it's cool going through the armies and hacking and slashing. So have you ever played a Musou game? The Musou games are like um, the Dynasty Warriors games, Hybrid Warriors, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, those type of games where it's a huge army. You're going from base, capturing bases. And I thought, you know what? There's very there's huge army settings, uh, battles in Berserk. This will fit it, and it does to a point, but <clears throat> it just doesn't compel me as much as the Hyrule Warriors games. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. The only thing that's pushing me forward is visually, and it's going through. The, it's using the story and the story clips from they and they did an animated three movie feature of Berserk for the Golden Age, and they take scenes from that in between every time you do a battle. So it's cool to kind of go through that and watch that. But then you you have these characters and you can play as these characters. But so far, like it, you want that feeling of like I want to feel like guts going through this game with the giant sword. And you do, and it's not bad. It's better than the Dreamcast version, but it's like, eh, it's okay. So that answers your question. Just because <laughs> it's a property I like, if they throw a Musa game on it, even I thought you were right. Like, yeah, if it's if it's a property I like, I'll just like it anyway. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I'll keep going, but I'm not like, yeah, this is the most amazing thing ever. Um, so that was that was okay. Better than the Dreamcast version. Uh, not the greatest. But uh, honestly, after finishing all of Berserk, Dark, any of the Dark Souls games, Elden Ring, it's basically Berserk. Yeah, yeah, they pretty much took a lot from Berserk. Yeah. Um, wait, there's even like uh, some armor that's similar to the sword and so like I uh, think on the, Elden Ring. I think in Elden Ring, a character that looks like a wolf with a giant sword. I didn't want to say that's based on guts. Oh, okay. Does look like him? Yeah. Um, I played Trek to Yomi. I downloaded it yesterday. On Game Pass, I used, I still have nine months of Game Pass, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to use one of my three months. Turn on my Xbox, put in my three months. I'm like, oh, I'm cool. I'll, I'll use the three months. There's going to be stuff on here I want to play. Downloaded Trek to Yumi, but so many things ended up downloading on my Xbox, it took forever to even start playing the fucking game. So by the time I got to it last night, I played like 15 minutes. I was like, I gotta go to bed. And I played more today. Uh, visually, it's nice. You know, it's 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 a small indie-ish game, but visually they have. I really like how artistically the game is. Like where the angles they have placed in the camera, uh, the black and white kind of samurai films of of days past. You know, from Akira Kurosawa, all in Japanese. You have the young samurai student with the master. Someone invades the village. You're attacking the characters. The combat is very basic, um, but exploration, sometimes you can just go from left to right, or sometimes you can explore an area, but during the beginning of a game, uh, you ha- you're trying to find your master because he went off and people are attacking the village. The combat as you go, it's any of those games where, okay, the combat goes, okay, hey, you hit X to attack, Y is your strong attack. And if you hit X, but you're holding up, you'll do like an up slash combo if you hit it twice. If you hold forward, you'll stab forward. If you hit the LB, left bumper, you parry. Sometimes you have to parry a little bit earlier than you're supposed to. 
But as you're doing these combats, I'm like, okay, I'm getting used to it. Oh, if, if someone's behind you, you just tap the A button and you'll switch the other direction so you can attack them. But as you progress, then it ended up opening, okay, now you can hit X while moving left or right to swipe and attack someone if they're behind you. But once it introduced that mechanic, it changed up the gameplay to where when I really meant to do a different attack, it'll switch from left to right. But it just ended up messing everything up. Mm -hmm. And that sucked. It, that, there, I was fighting the controls, and it became very, like, annoying after that. I'm like, fuck. Like, so I had to be more careful what I pushed because it just ended up making me pretty much... 360 not 360 but 180 turned the other way and I'm just like fuck now now the combat I was fighting the combat as I was going um I'm still gonna stick with it I'm gonna go but like once that happened when they were introducing newer things and that that little change in the combat really messed up my flow so it got kind of annoying hopefully it improves hopefully I just maybe it's just something where I have to kind of just get accustomed to it so I don't mess up in, in that way um, but visually, how it tells its story, like, it's not graphically, like, it's not going to look like the Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's not going to look like Uncharted 4. It's not going to look like these high-end budget games. But what but what these guys did, I'm, I'm going to try to find out. Who's the studio? Devolver Digital. Uh, Devolver Digital is the publisher, but the developers are Flying Wild Hog. Um, what they did with the lack of what they can have graphically taking advantage of like black and white the 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 angle that they place the camera uh some of the things they have going in the background the tree swaying in the wind it makes it look very i hate using this term because a lot of people use it nowadays but it, it's it's the best way to say it cinematic that like the lack of it having that graphical polish that you know like really nice graphics you couldn't even tell because they placed the camera in a perfect way that, yeah, if you forwarded it, if you went right next to the graphics, it's not going to look that great. But since they're using the color, the lighting, the black and white, the angles, it just makes it look really nice. It's not a, it's not an ugly game. I'm just saying, like, I looked at it and, and went, like, wow, they really took advantage of, like, okay, we can't really make this a spectacle showcase, but we can use what we don't have to still make it look really good. So... Uh, so far, uh, pretty cool. I hope I get accustomed to the combat because that little change kind of sucked. Um, I want to see if that's something that affects you guys too. Maybe it's just me. And yeah, no. Uh, so far, so far, I uh, it's pr it's pretty good. I uh, not not crazy about it, but not not hating it. So I got. Nintendo Switch Sports. Have you guys uh, read up on it? Have you heard anything about it? Nah. I heard people are breaking their TVs again. Are they really? I saw something about one person. Uh, well, I have something to talk about that. I'll, I'll, I have something to say about that. Just um, broke his TV. I broke it. As you can see right now, Bethel is looking at my broken TV. No, um... You know, I picked it up. I was excited. I liked the uh, Wii Sports when it came out for the, the original Wii... I liked that kind of um, motion control. I felt like that was probably the best, one of the best of very few things on the Wii that had really good uh, motion control implementation. And 
it starts, you know, I play the game, and then you can create your character. So you can either choose your old me character, or you can just create this new character with the new graphics engine. So you're like, you know what, I'm going to take advantage of it. But you have very different options to choose to create your character. Okay, the way to earn extra things, extra outfits, and, and, and cosmetics and stuff in the game is to play online against other people to earn, like, a point system. And if you get enough points... Then you can purchase with those points the extra cosmetics. So like if I'm creating Bethel, like okay, I don't have options for glasses. But oh man, this category right here has glasses, so I'm gonna get those glasses so I can make my character look like Bethel. And you know what? They have a beard in this category. I'll get the beard. So I earned enough playing online to to earn enough to purchase a cosmetic. And then there was an option for like. I think maybe the name was like classic cosmetics and then kooky cosmetics uh, those weren't the names but it's the only one I could think of right now and the kooky one had like tie-dye shirts and things like that it's like alright cool so I'm like oh, okay do I select it do I get everything that's in this area because it says like you only have 11 days to get what's in here so I thought oh, okay do I just choose this and get to choose one item or nope it's a roulette it could be randomly anything in that whole thing that sucks. and right when that happened I'm like fuck that <laughs> I'm like fuck it because I wanted to, I can't even put a beard on my me it's basically a loot box it's basically a loot box but they're not look okay it's basically a loot box but they're not forcing anything like oh well if you if you can't um get it then give us five dollars in uh, actual money yet True. yet but it's what we've always said didn't like, uh Crash Team Racing have that like the or some yeah game. but that was that was Activision Nintendo has not yet been known to do that yet we'll see we'll see a couple weeks they did like a two weeks after or something like you that. never know you're right you never know but <laughs> Nintendo's never been known to do that but you you could they could be the first this could be the first but that sucked but we I was thinking about this we've always talked about it why can't we earn stuff in game and you could earn stuff in game it's just a roulette in that category which fucking sucks that's the only thing yeah, and it true. doesn't what, yeah, it doesn't take long to get it, but you have to play games online. But one of the cool things is um, you have the games that they have is soccer, um, volleyball, bowling. Fuck. Forget what the sword one was called. Fencing? Fencing? It, they don't call it. I don't think they call it fencing. They call it something else. Duel? Oh, um. No. Not even, no, not even that. It's called something else. Chicken? Chicken? Chickity chick. Anyway, they have a, a small selection of games that you can play. And the only way to earn points is playing against other people online. If I did something where it's like, hey, me and Bethel are playing or me and my nephews or whatever, I thought, hey, just give me five points, right? No, they don't give you shit. Like half the points. Though. They don't give you nothing. The only way to earn it is to play online against other people. Now, what's cool, I guess I did. It does tell you, hey, we're going to match you up with people. But sometimes you could be playing a computer opponent. So, but it, everything's quick. It's not like you're waiting in lobbies. Everything's quick. It connects. And a couple of times I'm like, am I playing an actual person or am I playing a computer? I couldn't really tell. The only time I could feel like I could tell is like sometimes you can put little emotes and stuff like, hey, like thumbs up or, oh, I missed that shot kind of like little image. Anyway, so you have that. It's like, all right, cool. And then I looked around the single player stuff and after seeing that whole roulette having to earn points to try to get an item and you can only get it in this group of things but then it's random that really killed it for me I kind of like uh, I don't like this I don't think I'm going to play this anymore <laughs> right so I stopped but 
my cousin Janice, who's been on the show before, was like, hey, do you want to play Switch Sports online? And I said, yeah, let's play Switch Sports online. And all I could say is that was really fun. That was a lot of fun playing with my cousin online. It didn't feel like there was any lag. Nothing was bad. We were playing games like volleyball, golf, bowling. The cool thing with bowling is it just throws you in a lobby with a ton of people. And you're thinking, I'm, I thought it was just going to be me and her and we're going to be bowling. But what's cool is it throws you in. Ev- there's like a ton of people and everyone bowls at once. You're not having to wait and see like, oh, okay, this person's next. Now you're watching this person go and this person go. No, it's all at once. So then you're seeing the points go. Who's who's ahead? Who's in first place? Who's in second place? Who's in third? Whatever. It's going back and forth depending on if you know how well you're doing in bowling. But this is where when you were talking about people breaking their TVs, I did notice something. When I tried bowling by myself separately, do you guys remember playing bowling on the Wii? Yeah. So yeah. I was playing it like I played it on the Wii. You go... You go really hard, you know, and you curve it so you're, you know, the bowling ball curves. And I noticed I would do that. It says, okay, hold the R2 button and hold on to it while you throw. Okay. I would do that and my character would just stop. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I wonder what I'm doing wrong. And then it would tell you, hold on to R2. Okay. I do it again. Character would just go, kind of just stop and then drop the bowling ball. I'm like, all right. And I try it again. I'm like, what's going on? So then, like, the image goes, do this and this. You don't have to over-exaggerate anymore. They don't want you to over-exaggerate. It's literally just going and then curve your arm. You're not doing the whole over-exaggerating. So the only thing I could think of, that's why you saying people are breaking their TVs, is they, I, I want to say Nintendo said, don't make it where people have to over-exaggerate. Because even if you do, your character just stops. I also think some people are just idiots. Yeah. And we'll do it on purpose. So, I mean, who really knows, you know? So now you kind of just have to go, you don't have to do the whole, like, like it's bowling. Like if you're in actual bowling alley, you just have to go, put your hand up like this and and curve to curve the ball. Just twist your arm. Which after a while, it's like, okay, I get it. All right, cool. But I did miss the having to do the actual strong motion, you know? Now we did that play with my cousin and then one of the last games I'm like hey I haven't I haven't played that soccer game yet let's play soccer it's like all right let's play dude it's basically rocket league yeah. and it's fucking fun <laughs> it's like it's it's rocket league basically rocket league was soccer and this soccer game is rocket league meaning giant soccer ball and I'm pretty sure you can do it groups of people but it was just me and her and it was just running and trying to get the ball into the goalie. And then, like, okay, so you're going. You can use the both Joy-Cons. And I think you can do the leg strap. But I just did both Joy-Cons. You can jump with, I think, A. Or no, B. Um, kick with A. And if you motion this way, just forward. Then, like, let's say you jump. Motion your, your Joy-Cons. Uh, like, flick it both forward. Then you can headbutt. So if you're running to the goal, you jump and you want to kick it. Or you can headbutt. Boom! And just headbutt it in. And yeah, no, it's basically Rocket League, and it was really fun. It was actually really cool. And then if you're like, like your character, if you make the goalie, your character puts his arms out. It's like yeah. And then if you flick him forward again, he'll slide on the ground. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. Soccer on the Nintendo Switch Sports was awesome. 
so I, it kind of changed uh, my feeling for Nintendo Switch Sports. At first was, eh, I'm not digging this. And then when I played, you know, with someone I knew, my cousin, yeah, it just ended up becoming really fun and having a, like a good time. So I think like with this Switch Sports, if you're just gonna be the only one playing, I don't think there's enough there. Unless you really want to play against it with other people online. But, if you're going to play with a group of people, whether it's friends, brothers, sisters, family, whatever. it's it's So far it's been really cool. And some, some of the new games are okay. They're not horrible. But I think like with what they had, like the soccer, bowling, just your usual stuff. It's It was cool. I really liked it. It changed from being like, ah, it's not that great, to like, oh man, this is really fun. It hit the nail on the head where, where it needed to be. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I really played. Alright, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back, so see you in a bit. Hello, you're listening to 3PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 confirmed. First logo reveal. And Call of Duty Vanguard and Activision Blizzard just can't catch a break. Despite being the best-selling game in 2021, Activision is still unhappy with how the game has performed. Who have they identified as the culprit? World War II. The company recognizes that the franchise is still one of the most successful entertainment franchises, at least, but their 2021 premium didn't meet their expectations. In their annual report to investors, Activision Blizzard wrote, the game's World War II setting didn't resonate with some of our community. Back in November, we reported that Games Industry Biz, in collaboration with PAX and EGX, concluded people weren't playing Vanguard because they were too busy playing other games. In fact, World War II even got a mention with 24% of those polled saying they also weren't interested in the game set during that time. The company also says there was a lack of innovation in 2021's mainline Call of Duty game, though what exactly that means is unclear. Furthermore, Activision Blizzard's 2021 was marred with high-profile sexual discrimination, and it's been reported that Activision Blizzard is facing even more complaints this time on rushing sale of the company to Microsoft to help dodge fallout from the sexual misconduct report. Gentlemen, what do you think of the announcement of Modern Warfare 2 and them blaming World War 2 for the reason why Vanguard wasn't that great? Um, the war, uh, War, uh, Modern Warfare 2, I mean, uh, it wasn't very rumored. People already kind of knew this was going to come out. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not really surprising. I, I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't played a Call of Duty game in such a long time that I really... It doesn't uh, affect me in any negative or positive way. Um, but as for the Vanguard thing, I would I would have to agree that like I don't, especially when it's a multiplayer game. I don't care about World War Two unless you're gonna do a story like a Band of Brothers type. Not mm-hmm. Band, of, Band of Brothers. Uh, what the fuck was a uh, Brothers in Arms games? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do a, a single player story, 
campaign and base it like have a have it World War Two themed, then I would be more interested. But if it's just like a multiplayer, I, I don't care about that shit. Oh, was it? Did it not have single player? I don't think so. Oh, so uh, so just having that and just like especially them. Uh, I believe I think it did. You did, but I, I mean, think Vanguard did have the, the newest. I thought Vanguard have. was just uh. I'm just gonna uh, double check. Kind of like how Civil War was. I thought it was just their uh, another uh, version of the free, not free to play, but like. Uh, I want to say Black Ops Four or the last the other mm-hmm. one. That one was the one with no single player. I I know. I want to say that the last uh, Battlefield was had no campaign. Yeah, and I know. I know one of the. Uh, uh, I think the Civil War didn't have a campaign. They just have a free to play. Uh, but either way, like it's it's Call of Duty's known for their their uh, uh, single player. I. I have no interest in really playing uh, anything World War Two themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, just more like mo- like modern uh, weapons. Uh, it's it's. I think that's what sells the games because uh, I I don't think you can really make make a, a, a good skin in the World War Two theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something more like modern. That's why I I feel like more people are more interested in that. Um. So there was single player. There was, okay. and I think one of the negatives was like it's just five hours. Oh, see, yeah, see, yeah. I feel like well, uh, lately the Call of Duty games with their with their with their, multi- with their single player has been kind of like that. Where it's just uh-huh. like yeah, it's just there. I remember even before Vanguard came out, there was anytime there was a World War Two or any older type of non modern warfare type of gameplay with guns, I would always hear people go like, I don't want to use the old guns. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But that's weird. Back back when, like, late '90s, early 2000s, like if it was a World War II game, like everyone yeah. paid attention, everyone was excited for it. And again, it has to do with a lot of like uh, just overabundance of that happening and, uh, and, and people's the lack a, of interest. There's now. a lot of World War II movies back then. Yeah. Band of Brothers is out. So I mean, but even if there was like a huge, do you think World War II movie now, people still wouldn't have cared? I don't think so now. I mean. I, I don't know, when was the last war, World War II movie there was a... Yeah, what I'm saying is even if there was something new, like a new World War II movie, the, the biggest, you know, was it's it... it's Titanic, but in World War II, you know, whatever, like yeah. type of that huge game. Like, like I don't even Ridge, think... It... Wasn't that a World War II movie? Yeah, but I don't think it was like huge, though. <gasps> I think it got like critically. Yeah, critically. But yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah, like think... you know, it's not... My nephews don't know what it yeah. is. They haven't watched but I mean, it. How many, how many World War II movies, fucking movies can you make? I mean, Not can, enough, Bethel. <laughs> you can make a lot, but it's it's uh, after a while. It's just like it's 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 a bit much. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I would. I, I mean, if you would have told us that, like, uh, people wouldn't be interested in World War Two, like in 2020. You're like, what? No, 22 yeah. game 20 World War Two games are always popular. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? Um, I think they've been done. Like, like what I was saying, like the World uh-huh. War Two setting is already. You have, I think it's, it's kind of like it's multiple things, right? It's the World War Two setting, which mm-hmm. has already been done. They just did it like two or three games ago, so it's still fresh. Yeah, they did World like, War Two, right? Yeah. They called it World they War Two. They just redid it and they made a big deal about them going back to it, and yeah. it's like okay. Um, I guess it made enough for them to think, like let's do another one. Sorry. Well, I don't even think it did. That. It did okay, but I don't remember it being that big of a deal. But um. So then they do, yeah, they, they go back to this again, but then it goes back to like, well, here's the thing. You have a series that literally comes out damn near every year, mm-hmm. and then you put a setting that has been overdone. It's 
you know, I, I, I don't know how they, sometimes I wonder, like, maybe, maybe the other one did do good, but I look at something like that and I go, yeah, that's a recipe for, like, low sales. Yeah. Like, you guys release games every year. Even at this point, if they release, if they waited two years to release a Call of Duty, I would feel like that's still too soon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, there's, it's just not enough time to really get people, like, wanting it, I mean, to get people that have kind of stopped playing wanting to come back to it. Uh-huh. Um, on top of all that, you know, you have the, yeah, the, the issues with the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the zombies mode is also, like, they, once again, they brought back zombies for this, which doesn't, I mean, to me, is like, you really don't need it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to come back every well, zombies, year. Joe. Zombies are in right now. But they did it again and then changed up the way that everything, like basically they changed how the zombies mode works. Yeah. Which, you know, for a lot, I think for, I want to say like for a lot of people that play Call of Duty, they like the status quo. Yeah. The people that play, the diehards play, they they enjoy what they enjoy. The things they enjoy about multiplayer, they like, they don't want the boat rock too much. You know what I mean? You add things, sure. Um, yeah, zombies went from rounds to an objective-based thing that I heard a lot of people dislike, and there was no option to just go back to to just the simple the rounds version of it. Mm-hmm. And I think they just recently added that back end. That they added the rounds in, and they're bringing back like older maps or redone maps to to you know deal with that. But you know. It's just a lot of things overall that, that, you know, I could see where it's like, yeah, I could see why this is not doing that well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it probably, too, has to do with, like, yes, I, I do agree with you guys that I think the World War II settings, I think a lot of your casual audience doesn't want to go back. Like, they just want the new weapons. And and then you can be like, well, if that's overdone, then Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare, not the, the brand name, but, like, Current Warfare stuff would be boring too because that's all you're getting but i don't think that's usually the case i think they're just accustomed to it but at the same time things have shifted to where you have war they, they still had warzone going and i think warzone was going well too so i think you had a lot of people going well all my friends are on warzone and a lot of people don't want to buy the new game if they're already invested in warzone i wonder how much of that also I mean, again, World War II setting was probably also a, like, I'm not going to get that. We're, let's just play Warzone. You know, like, how much of that affected them, too? How much of a, um, just the the multiplayer shooter online culture has changed to what they like? Like, even if, do you think, Joe, in your opinion, uh, zombies, you just said that people didn't like how they, they made it more of an objective base instead of, like, a... a what was the other mode? Uh, like a time-based or... Rounds. Round-based, like right? Yeah, round-based. Even if they had the best... Even if they had the best version of zombies in years, do you think that still would have changed it? Or do you think people are no, just... No, because, I mean, at this point, you, you, it's just like the main game. You bring it out every fucking year, uh-huh. you know, it's diminishing returns, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know... The zombies experience once you know like everything else that Activision likes to do once it it was there they just decided to milk it and milk it and then you know initially I didn't even mind it that much that they were doing all the time because they were like oh this time it's aliens or it's something else where you're like alright well it's the same fucking mode but I mean at least it's uh 
at least they're changing that they're you know they're they're using something else and then eventually they were just like no nah, fuck it we're just gonna do zombies every fucking game which you know if you have i also think like because of the amount of you know to make that fun you have to have like especially the round based version you have to have a really good fucking map mm-hmm. and you have to have things and i feel like it's that thing too where it's like you end up stretching that team so fucking thin you know what I mean yeah even when you have multiple teams working on it you know like you know that's why they're doing like they have like four studios or something working on the game because it's like one studio does the single player and one studio does the multiplayer or the studio does one studio does the single player and the multiplayer and I think in this in this case they had Treyarch do the zombies but it's like well fuck man when do they even have time to work on whatever other fucking college do they have so yes yeah. you know it all just becomes to just be it's almost like that it's all uh it all just becomes the same shit mm-hmm. you know yeah. even when you have different even when you have different studios who you know maybe fundamentally do things maybe a little bit different have their own tweaks and touches once you have them all fucking working on the same shit and have the time working multiple teams working on the same game it just all feels the same there's no uniqueness anymore to it so mm-hmm. it's kind of you know I think that that also just you know makes it you know difficult for people to be like yeah I'm gonna get this yeah. what do you think now with the well, Xbox real, real quick, not to oh. mention well not, just sorry just, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Just thinking, not to mention the fact that Warzone is still a thing yeah which they're fucking putting so much time to <laughs> so it's like you know like I you know, there's such thing as just, there's just too much. Yeah. It's like uh, Capcom with their fucking fighting games when they were oversaturated the market. Yeah. Now, with the Xbox acquisition and everything, and we're pretty sure that they're going to give Call of Duty a rest and maybe something like Warzone is the is the thing that's constantly going. That hopefully, do you think if it's something like, hey, yeah, we get a new call of, mainline Call of Duty every every two years... Do you think within those two years of waiting every time for a title, do you think we see World War Two again, or is it going to be a very long time until we see World War Two? Right now, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think right now it needs to be gone. I think. I think World War Two would work in a like. Let's say they just keep Warzone and have it like a Fortnite where that just keeps going right as, as time goes on. Right. That I think it would work where it's like, hey, a month event, World War Two. Your everything's changing to World War Two. Like, okay, yeah, maybe. They could try that out, and if people like it, that could be a test bug or well, not test also market. Another but... reason, it's also another reason for them to, you know, and I'm just throwing this out there, but mm-hmm. like with, you know, Microsoft owning them, we could end up with, you know, like they just being like, okay, here's the next Call of Duty, and there's no more, and they completely nix single player. You know what I mean? Just do like free, I don't the know multiplayer if is free. Would do that. No, I mean, dude, um, well, the, the, it's going to be on Game Pass, right? Like, if you, you yeah. figure more than likely before it's going to be on Game Pass, so I guess it's going to be like, well, then why are we going to waste our time, you know? Uh, I, maybe not single player. Multiplayer? I think at this point, I think at this point, either, yeah, you pick a mode, it's got to go. No more, I think it's kind of, it's just pointless to, to continually release this game with three fucking modes. Take a year off on a mode. You know what I mean? Or take a couple of years off on a mode. Do, uh, you know, like, just, just you know, like, for when you're focused on, just say, fuck it, campaign and multiplayer, right? Because multiplayer is going to be the constant. That's yeah. never going to go away. Mm-hmm. You know? But you can be like, yeah, we're going to do multiplayer and a campaign, and we're not going to do the horde mode, the zombie 
is or whatever what have you we're gonna just take a break on it because you know or what if what if they just again it's just us bullshitting but what if they just say fuck it and just it's warzone now there's not no single player there's no multiplayer it's all one now meaning if you're gonna go into warzone warzone has the the battle royale we have the 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 standard regular classic multiplayer and then they have zombies like and that's all because if they're gonna do it all for free then why have multiple studios give you the single player version give you this like yeah why not ditch the single player like who cares because like what do they really want to make their money on microtransactions if you can do that like if you have a group of people dedicated to just playing the classic that's already in at their warzone version or this and they can have hey microtransactions migrate from zombies to this oh so if you play a lot of zombies and get stuff here it could be worn in warzone and shit like that like I could see that being a money maker for them and then they don't have to because it costs money to have a studio have a team have your team do this that like it doesn't it makes sense for Activision Blizzard to want to milk as much as they can and I'm not saying that like Microsoft doesn't want to get the most money but I think it would make more sense for them to have those other studios focus on something newer titles or focus on like because it takes a lot of people to keep those um, free-to-play battle royale games constantly going you know so like I could see a future where it's like yeah no all we are doing is Warzone it's all free to play because yeah they're gonna do the game pass thing it's all technically free anyway so why do separate stuff just have it be one yeah it doesn't make more if they were to do that that makes more sense because then you can be like hey okay I'm playing like an uh," because what they want you to do is to stay on their their game so if you're you know what's the biggest competition to Fortnite Hey, I could play Battle Royale on Warzone right now. I'm getting tired. Hey, you want to do a round of zombies? Hell yeah, let's just jump on zombies. You're still staying on that one game and you're playing another couple hours and then like, hey, you want to do classic? Fuck yeah, let's do classic. They want you to stay on that. If you have something where you can do so many different things, that would make sense. Sure. Microsoft, hire us. Hire us. Boom. I think, I think, you know, but like sh- short term in the next couple of releases, yeah. and, and I do think that that's something that they could definitely end up pivoting towards. Yeah. And maybe there's a plan in place for that down the line. I know, you know, for the for the time being, the next release, and I would make, I would venture to guess the, the, the one after, yeah. are probably going to become to PlayStation. So they're going to want to, you know, definitely make it something where even though it could be on Game Pass. They're gonna make it to where it's like something they're gonna want. Be. People are gonna desire it. Oh, dude! So a hundred percent, I do think that Warzone is still gonna stay on PlayStation. It's just that you, if you have Xbox, it's it's sure. on Game Pass. You're good. Like you yeah. don't have to pay for it. PlayStation, it's still free to play. But well, yeah, it would be free anyway. So whatever. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Ubisoft has announced that the Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time remake is now being handled by Ubisoft Montreal. Who created the Sands of Time trilogy? The project was originally in development over at Ubisoft Pune and Ubisoft Mumbai, two of the company's studios in India. This decision is an important step and the team, building upon the work achieved by Ubisoft Pune and Ubisoft Mumbai, will now take the time they need to regroup on the scope of the game, delivering you the best experience for this remake of an all-time classic when it's ready, Ubisoft says in a statement to Twitter. The Prince of Persia The Sands of Time remake was first announced in September of 2020 with the release date of January 2021. It seemed like everything was set as various retailers had listings and pre-order bonuses up. However, in December 2020, Ubisoft announced that the game would be delayed to March 18th, 2021. 
When February 2021 rolled around, Ubisoft announced that it had been delayed once again, this time indefinitely. Now it looks like the game's development has advanced, but a new release date still hasn't been revealed. Ubisoft, however, explains, rest assured that we will update you on the progress in a future update. What do you guys think? I like the name Metroid Prime Poon. Metroid Prime Poon? What? What, Joe? It makes sense, you know. Like, why would why why wouldn't you give it to like you know like I don't I don't agree like Ubisoft is definitely not my favorite one yeah. of my favorite companies, but you know, yeah, you think you give it back to the the uh, original people developer that did it, yeah. But at the same time, dude, that's that's sometimes we say that like, oh, we give it back to the original team, but you don't know how much of the original team's still there. Though. You <laughs> sure. know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know. Maybe, maybe some one person, but um, no. But it's what I find crazy is is uh, Ubisoft Poon in in Mumbai, like it, that was said in India. Like everyone's like, hey, we're working on it, and then some people said it didn't really look that good, so they were working on it. Like they've already been working a while on it to just shift. Like how much trouble was there? You know, like what was going on? Like why did yeah. it take this long? I mean, they it looked like they were delaying it because they took the fan feedback and they're like, you know what? Let's make this actually look good, run good if we're doing a remake. Because it looked like, and I don't want to say it was because we never got to play it, a very rushed remake. With what the footage we saw just seemed like something, hey, we're going to slap it for the anniversary, charge $20 or $30 or $40, and here you go. And then everyone's going to be like, plays the same well, as the original. Also the... Was this also the Ubisoft Mumbai's like uh, first game? Like, how long has that developer that been around? Yeah, I, I hadn't really heard much about them. So, you know, you could be exactly giving, you know, handing off this title that you know a lot of people, um, you know, were looking forward to or like you know enjoyed, mm-hmm. and giving it to an inexperienced developer, and that could have already been like you're, you're like, no, oh, they got this. And then, yeah. After, like you're saying, after they see some of the results, they're like, oh, they don't. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm just interested in what, like, what they were working on for such a long time. Like, what happened? Like, which is, you're probably right, Joe. They were just, it's more than we can handle. And, like, we either release a shitty game and they, the people are, just, it was going to be negative either way. Because if it came out and yeah. let's say it didn't run well, it's like, well, damn, it was supposed to come out earlier and it still wasn't good. Like, what were you guys doing? Yeah, it's just it's just something we probably won't hear more about till like a year or two Until later. Matt Big Muscles makes a video. Matt, make, <laughs> what happened? Happened? Yeah, what happened? You're right. <laughs> You're right. We just got a rate for Mr. Matt McMuscles. Veteran developer Yuji Naka hit out at his former publisher Square Enix after a court case over his removal as director of Balan Wonderland concluded. Naka is best known for his work on Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantasy Star, and Nights into Dreams. In a series of tweets, Naka said that Square Enix is no good, and that neither they nor co-developer Arcist are companies that care about games or fans. Naka had served as a director of Balan for much of its development, but was removed from the post after a six months before the game was released. He resigned from Square Enix shortly after Balan was released and filed a lawsuit against the company. He also floated the idea of retiring from the games industry for good. In his thread, Naka cited two reasons for his last minute dismissal. First was he voiced concern about promotional work with a YouTuber who was to perform and release sheet music for a piano arrangement of the game's music. I thought it was strange that we would only release an arrangement of the game's music and furthermore use a ghostwriter to produce that arrangement, wrote Naka. 
I got in trouble for arguing that we released the original score. Naka also cited tension between himself and Arzest surrounding his comments that the game was submitted in an unfinished state, with known issues left unfixed. I believe that games should be made by working hard until the very end, until it's a good game and the team thinks their fans enjoy when they buy it, he wrote. Balan Wonderland was announced in 2020 and Hyde's long-awaited reunion of Naka and fellow Sonic creator Naoto Ashimiya who is currently the head of Arcest. It was a critical and commercial failure upon release in March of 2021. While mostly focusing on his Square Enix and Azrest, Naka also thanked those who provided comments and fantastic illustrations inspired by the game and offered his sincere apologies to those customers who bought the unfinished Balan Wonderland. I feel like this guy's uh, kind of done with the industry, so they feel like nothing to lose. I wish more people would be out do the, do stuff like this more because like because yeah. like with Kojima, Kojima could have easily done something like this when he fucking yeah. left. Uh, so I mean, it's cool to see somebody do something like this um, to a company that we fucking know that they're fucking they're assholes or they're fucking yeah. uh, money grubbing fucks. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, everybody is. Yeah, but but, but some some more than others. Yeah, sometimes you gotta call them out on their bullshit, you know. Yeah. Uh, something like that. I was I was reading more into the Yuji Naka stuff, and he was the creator uh, who worked on Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, but he has been known throughout the years to be very hard to work with. Oh, okay. So a lot of people say like, not that like, oh, Square Enix is in the right, but like he might have pushed to get himself like off the project to like six months. Like he could. A lot of people are saying that it's a possibility that he purposely got himself kicked off mm. of it to complain about it. But still, it's like the same thing, dude. I'm a huge fan of, like, Hideo Kojima. It sucked what happened with Metal Gear Solid Five, and then them taking a lot of stuff away from him. But then there was also rumors, too. There's been a lot of rumors about how hard it is to work with Kojima on a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, you don't know how much of it is, is them being real huge divas. Mm-hmm. And then the companies also being huger divas who are fucking, well, we are spending the money, so fuck you. But, yeah, I mean, like, usually... Uh, it's it's it, you're you guys are right. It's nice to hear directors say like, yeah, I don't think this company cares about games or its fans, which a lot of uh, stuff with Square Enix is currently in that that headspace. All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Gotaku, Destructoid, and Gadget, Gamespot, and Polygon. Thank you for listening to Three PC News. We'll be back after the break. interwebs in the gaming space embracer group has entered into an agreement to acquire crystal dynamics idos montreal square enix montreal and a catalog of ips including tomb raider Sex, thief legacy of kane and more than 50 back catalog games from square enix holdings for 300 million embracer shared the news in a press release saying this acquisition includes roughly 1100 employees across three studios and eight global locations the deal if it goes through is expected to close during quarter two of embracer's financial year of 2022 and 2023 
We are thrilled to welcome these studios into the Embracer Group. We recognize the fantastic IP, world-class creative talent, and track record of excellence that we have been demonstrated time and again over the past decade. It has been a great pleasure meeting the leadership teams and discussing future plans for how they can realize their ambitions and become a great part of Embracer, says Lars Wingerfors, co-founder and group CEO of Embracer Group. Embracer is the best-kept secret in gaming, a massive, decentralized collection of entrepreneurs whom we are thrilled to become a part of today. It is perfect fit for our ambitions. High-quality games with great people sustainably and grow our existing franchises to their best versions ever. Embracer allows us to forge new partnerships across all media to maximize our franchises. Potential live our dreams of making extraordinary entertainment, says Phil Rogers, Square Enix America and Europe CEO. Once this deal goes through, Embracer will have more than 14,000 employees, 10,000 game developers, 124 international studios. It also confirmed it has more than 230 games in development at those studios and more than 30 are AAA titles. This news comes shortly after Crystal Dynamics announces it's developing a brand new Tomb Raider game on Unreal Engine 5. For No further details were given, but the team did say it was planning to push the envelope of fidelity. Crystal Dynamics is also the studio behind Marvel's Avengers, and it has been helping Microsoft's The Initiative develop the new Perfect Dark game. Eidos Montreal is the studio behind, the, behind Thief 4, Deuce X Human Revolution, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and more, and is working on a host of AAA projects including both new releases from beloved franchises and original IPs. Square Enix Montreal is responsible for such games as Hitman Go, Tomb Raider Go, and Deuce X Go, and it will continue to work on mobile space building games based on AAA IPs. Embracer is no stranger to acquisition and has been undergoing a rapid expansion over the past few years. Some of the other companies it has acquired owns are Dark Horse Comics, 3D Realms, Ghost Ship Games, Gearbox, THQ Nordic, Saber Interactive, Koch Media, and many more. Gentlemen, when this news dropped, what did you guys think? Bethel, what did you think? I was like, what the fuck is Embracer Group? <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe, you found out what they were. Can you explain to the audience who, who's Embracer? Well, you kind of explained it. They're just yeah. basically yeah. a conglomerate of like, uh, of like a group of like, you know, different developers and just, you know, and such. And it, it, across, it seems like it's across different mediums. So it's just kind of like, it was interesting. And it's like, well, like for them being so big, I was like, why have I never heard of them before? You know, or like why it's like a Viacom. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it was interesting because even the, the 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 developer you're talking about is like, oh yeah, these are pretty well known developers. Yeah, I used to know they were under that same umbrella or, or by under them, but yeah. um, you know, you learn something new every day, I guess. Yeah. Um. So, what do you guys think of the price that Square Enix sold these properties for? Three hundred million with the acquisition of, you know, companies like. Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard for like how many billion? I forget. I can't remember. I don't remember. It was a lot. Three hundred million doesn't seem like a lot. It doesn't, but I mean, there's. I mean, it's more like Activision had a shit ton. They bought Blizzard too, so it's fucking way more than just uh, um, the uh, Call of Duty. You know? So it's fucking huge titles. Uh, there are big titles that, that uh, um, Square Enix has, but nowhere near as big as a uh, uh, Blizzard or, or Activision. Yeah. Well, you know, Square Square Enix has complained for years about how much money they said it's taken. Mm -hmm. This goes back to like PS3, you know, 
uh, how much it costs to make a game and how many uh, copies we have to sell in order to reach X amount. And, um, you know, like a prime example would have been Resident Evil, uh, or, well, not them, but like I'm just saying, like an example of that kind of shit going on was like Resident Evil 6 to Capcom, where they're like, it needs to sell this many million. Like, million it was like a, such a fucking crazy number right mm -hmm. off the bat where you're like, just to break, to make money, to be successful, to where, and, and I know Square Enix has been known for that. They, yeah. they, you know, they do kind of the same thing. So maybe it was just an easy way for them to be like, you know what, let's just focus on a couple of IPs and just get rid of, you know, this, maybe like their way of trimming the fat, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but they would have overly ambitious expectations on on their titles, especially their sure. their American based or non Japanese based companies. Like Tomb Raider has to sell this much, and it's like, what? Like, what do you mean yeah. that much? I mean, yeah, I, I don't even crazy. think these games would sell well and like get reviewed well, but it was never enough for them. You know, never really was. And and it you know it's it's. It's weird, you know. Um, I think I remember someone was saying like, "Yeah, you know, they got rid of the, they got rid of the their shitty part of their company." But it's like it wasn't, it wasn't shitty. They they just didn't appreciate it. Like they just didn't. None nothing that came out of there, like the Tomb Raider games, you know. Yeah, Avengers just was not that great. But like Guardians of the Galaxy, was fantastic. You know, they just, I, I don't know. It, it, their expectations for those titles was weird. But then they also just didn't put the money toward marketing. Because I think their marketing for Guardians was horrible. Yeah. I mean, ag again, everyone was just like, wow, Avengers sucked. And then they're like, hey, we're doing Guardians. And you're like, fuck, I don't, I'm not looking forward to this. And then you saw the trailer, you're like, this is going to suck too. And then it was like one of my favorite games of last year. <laughs> it, they just didn't know how to market their shit that wasn't their Japanese development yes yeah, it's, it's, it's strange it's strange but yeah them selling this off yeah it just seemed very very sudden you know huh. um, I heard they also sold off like cause look Avengers they don't own Avengers but they have the rights to make the Avengers games they sold the rights too so the rights were a part of the the agreement as well now again like what that what that means for someone who doesn't know is it's it's every company has rights to make a, a, a franchise. So like Sony right now has the video game rights for Spider Man. So that's why you only see Insomniac do it right now. Same thing with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like Nickelodeon owns the, the the Turtles, so they sell the rights to different companies. And right now with the Kyle collection, they have someone developing developing it, but they still have to get the rights because Konami back in the eighty late eighties, early nineties made the Turtles games in the arcade game. So, like, Konami has to get a little piece of that. There's licensing on that because that's old licensing. So, they still have to get paid for that. But Nickelodeon still has that. So, it's just, it's just this weird licensing thing. Um, Activision had a Turtles license in the in the early 2000s, I remember. I think it was Activision. But, yeah, the whole thing. But, like, yeah, they also sold the, the Avengers license, which is funny. But uh, I my first thought was, like, fuck. Are we not going to get Guardians of the Galaxy 2? <laughs> like, it, it could still happen. Yeah. It, 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 but I want... Eidos Montreal was the the ones who did Guardians. But if they're helping with the Perfect Dark game, then, like, 
I mean, again, another studio could take it and maybe make a really good sequel, but, like, they did so good with the first one, I'd like to see what they were going to do with it. So, just the idea of them not doing a sequel to Guardians 2 is kind of a bummer. But I heard that didn't even make money for them either. So, I thought this, when this happened, this was my thought. And I didn't really hear anyone talk about this, except one other person the other day. And I was like, oh, I'm not the only crazy person who thought this. But he also said it's a crackpot theory. But it's still a theory. But um, there's been rumors for a long time that Sony might buy Square Enix. Right? And that was rumored. It's been rumored ever since, you know, the, the Microsoft thing. That was like, that. It was, it was Square Enix was up there and Capcom have been up there about Sony might buy them. Right? Now, whether that's going to happen, again, it's a rumor. We don't know. Um, and my thought was, did they sell this off? That that part, that their non-Japanese part of the company off to make themselves look better for Sony? Like, Because like, if you think about it, like, don't get me wrong. If Sony had the rights for Tomb Raider, that'd be cool. But I could see Sony being like, well, we already have Uncharted. So why would yeah. we want Tomb Raider? Why would we want Do Sex? Why no? They no one's ever made. What was the last Legacy of Kane game? I think it was PS2. Like no one's yeah. not even when Square Enix had it, they didn't make a Legacy of Kane game. Like I liked it on PS1, even though I got pissed off about the ending. But no one's made. You know they had franchises that they never made games for. So they have the Spider and Sony has the Spider-Man license. Why would they care about the Avengers license? Like who cares? Um. Oh, well, I mean, it would be actually pretty cool. But anyway, uh, my. Yeah, and my thought was like, is was is this for Square Enix to make them like, okay, you, what you really want from us is Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, and all our Japanese titles. What do you guys think of the possibility that this could happen? The reason why they sold that part off was to later sell themselves to Sony, their ja which would basically, now they're just a Japanese company again, instead of a global company, meaning global studios. Now they're just back to being again a Japanese company what do you guys think of the possibility of that uh yeah I mean they, they, they're making themselves look sexy for for, for Sony so they can... and Sony won't have to pay as much because yeah. that's a bigger bill if you had to pay for these other yeah. games that you're probably not going to make games of yeah Joe um it's a possibility mm -hmm. like for sure yeah yeah um, they keep that's what I was saying like when I when I brought up earlier about trimming the fat I mean they could totally be doing something where it's just like yeah they're just keeping their they're basically they're, they're what they consider their triple A IP the stuff that they're most comfortable making and just you know focusing on that for worldwide release um, you know and with as much time and effort that the Square Enix method it seems like take it's probably best to scale back the amount of stuff you're working on, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I think that's it. So I'm not the only crazy one. Oh, and the, the other person who thought of it was Maximilian. Maximilian. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, I did think of that. Like, yeah. are they, is that why? Is that why? Because that makes sense. Like, why? Because, yeah, like, if you were Sony, like, why do we want Tomb Raider? Like, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Is Embracer, I forget, Joe, did they say... Is Embracer also known to sell some properties too? I don't know. I don't. I don't think they went into that. I'm not sure. No, because that I don't know. Again, like a lot of people are thinking, like, why didn't Microsoft just buy 
that part from Square Enix, you know, by, by the Eidos Montreal. But some people were speculating, again, this wasn't me, but some people were thinking, like, maybe with the acquisition and what they're still having to go through with Activision Blizzard, they just can't. Their hands are tied right now. Like, of, Might be, yeah. you know, that, that was one someone brought up, and it's a possibility. So, when this happened, and I was reading all this stuff, and I was reading, like, oh, you know, the, uh, uh, Square Enix had these many properties. I was trying to find out who has this property, right? And I was looking. Who was who the last one to have this property? And I'm talking about Bust Groove, mm-hmm. right? First Bust Groove was developed by 989 Studios, which was a Sony affiliate. And then the sequel to Bust Groove, Square or Enix, which later... Which were the, was the company that had Dragon Quest and other games. Later, Square, when they were Squaresoft, purchased Enix and became Square Enix. Squeenix. So, I, at first I was like, oh, did they sell the Busta Groove license? But they're like, no, 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 no. They kept all their Japanese licenses. So if Enix still has Busta Groove, what if Sony doesn't care about Final Fantasy? Sony doesn't care about Dragon Quest. They just want that Buster Groove. They want to be able to put Buster Groove 1 and 2 on the PlayStation's new PlayStation Plus premium service. We're going to have, this is confirmed, Buster Groove 1 and 2 in the library. All of us are going to buy the new subscription service for PlayStation just to play Buster Groove 1 and 2. I would buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, w- I went online to try to find, does Enix still have the rights? But I can't find anything. Oh, really? But it, they have to. Yeah. They have to. And I think that's what Sony wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before I forget, uh, before I forget, uh, Beto, uh, for my birthday, the the coolest guy in the world, he got me the original Busta Groove for PlayStation 1. Yeah. Yeah. And I play, okay, and I, I'm... I'm embarrassed to say I I, I rented Buster Groove two because I think Buster Groove back in the day, uh, Buster Groove two was the only one I had was able to have a block or I saw at Blockbuster. I got that one, got into that, and Buster Groove two is the game I got into. And I remember when I told Beto about it when we were kids, he was just like, "Oh yeah, Buster Groove," but he was talking about Buster Groove one. I know Joe, you and Bethel, you're more fond of Buster Groove one, right? I am. I like both. I, yeah. But yeah, I would say yeah. I think I do prefer the first one. I'm not ashamed to say this. I never got around to really playing this. I think the only time I really played it was when I downloaded it in an emulator and I tried mm-hmm. it out to see if it worked. But these rhythm-based games, you really have to have something that's like it has to be perfect. If not, you're you off need the a, beat. Like it a CRT or something. You need a CRT or, or like a retro tink yeah. like I have that has to be perfect because it, it's just so off, you know? So I never really got to enjoy it. So now that Bethel got it for me, he, Bethel said, hey, can you check if it works? So I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll check. Because the game, the disc looks good, but you never know. Yeah. I went through the whole thing. Because like, I, I have the soundtrack for Buster Groove 1, right? Yeah. And I have the s- soundtrack for Buster Groove 2. Buster Groove 2, of course, those songs mean a lot to me because I grew up with them, right? But the only track on Buster Groove 1 was the hamburger one. Betty, 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 good. Betty, 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 right? And it's because of you guys, right? Yeah. But I still, I, I knew that was a good song. Yeah. But finally going through it, and I went through it, dude. They're so they're natural, natural Playboy. <sighs> That's fucking dope, dude. The both both these games have a made. I to me have great soundtracks. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Yeah. But finally being able to play through one and go through it because I went I went through it with Shorty, um, <laughs> and going through it, I was like, dude, this is like this soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. But like that's the thing, 
I've heard these songs before, but I couldn't tie anything to it. Yeah. So that's I think that's why it didn't really stick with me. Uh-huh. But now that I'm able to tie through it and be like, yeah, because you really, when you're playing a rhythm game, you really have to feel the rhythm. Yeah. And I think like that's just what made now this soundtrack. Now I understand. I'm like, now it makes sense. Like two makes sense to me of how amazing Buster Groove One soundtrack is. It's so fucking good. They're yeah. both great. I love them both. So Bethel, thank you again. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and wait up, we're gonna do a future stream on these, you know. So it's gonna be awesome. But yeah, well, um, that's gonna be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrolpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrolpodcast. Remember, it's thirdpartycontrolpodcast with the three R D. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira, with... Beto Esparza. And... Stormers. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later. They tell you that I'm going okay. to Paul McCartney concert? You, you showed me like three times right now. Love, take, I'm going to be like, love, take me down to the streets. <laughs> Joe, you don't remember, huh? No. Role models? And that's not a wing song, It's not right? a wing song, yeah. He's like, no, that's Paul McCartney. He's like, no, that's not a wing song. He's like, I think it's wings. He's like, it's not. He would just go like, yeah, the Paul McCartney. I love that Paul McCartney song. Love, take me down to the streets. Whenever I hear him, like, I know this is gonna sound fucked up, but like whenever I hear him now, and he sings now, uh-huh. I'm always just like, "You're too old to be singing. Just stop now." <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's, it, I know it's fucked up because I'm like, "Yeah, I know it's a lot of but I'm like, I hear him like, "Really, hey, song good." He can, I'm, he can whistle really well. Yeah, he can whistle really well. <laughs> hey, for all you know, maybe the concert I go to, he dies. On what if he dies before? Damn, that would suck. <laughs> that would suck. I'm like, why, why can't you just wait until what, I was there? What the fuck, Paul? What the fuck, Paul? Why are you gonna be? Why are you gonna um, be? I'll, I'll selfish. bring up a time that that actually kind of happened. It didn't happen like that. But remember, Bethel, when uh, the Beastie Boys were yeah. the Bowl, and we're like, dude, we're fucking have to go. Yeah, and then yeah. fucking uh, he got uh, MC. They died. didn't say it was that. Wait, he first, died on right? stage. No, like, no. Oh, he, he was sick. So he they were sick. like, he's like, oh, the, the, the show's canceled. been canceled. The and then like not long after, it was like he's got cancer yeah. and then he died. Which is the anniversary on May the fourth where he died. Rest in peace, MCA. Yeah, why is Nathaniel people celebrate fucking Star that's Wars? Fuck that shit. Yeah, that's why I was thinking like I played. I played my favorite. Uh, oh, Basie Boy song. I forgot to talk about this. I played. I played that Lego Star Wars the saga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I fucking got. I fucking did not like it. I couldn't get into <laughs> it. I was like, fuck this game. And they look. Only, uh, yeah. Why? Why is it such a fucking like? Why are people so crazy about it? Because like I, I know the Lego games have a fan base, but like, I don't get it look okay they improved it it's not it's not like the old ones right they improved it there's like over the shoulder shoulder shooting the combat i guess is a, it, it is it is better and but i was seeing people going like it's got like devil may cry levels of combat it's like calm calm your tits right i couldn't get into it i was getting frustrated and like annoyed i don't know what it was and i had to stop and the only thing i could think about and every you know people are loving it that's awesome I just think you're 10 years too late. 
because the 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 gameplay of Lego Star Wars was just the same shit over and over and over again. I only ever played the first two when they originally came out. This game should have come out ten years ago, <laughs> and I think playing it now, it's not bad. It didn't look bad. It didn't play bad. Nothing. I just got so frustrated like and game. pissed. It doesn't even feel like a 10-year-old oh, no. game. It's just, I don't know what it was, man. Uh, I was not digging it, and I had to stop. I was done. I didn't even buy it. I borrowed it. <laughs> and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. Yeah. I don't know what it was, man. I was like, either I was in a mood. I don't know what happened. I just couldn't get into it. But if you like yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know why it pissed me off so much. <laughs> it pissed me off, dude. Yeah.